Hi, it's Mark Westcott here, and today I'm privileged again to be sitting next to Tom McVeigh of Murdoch's. And uh, welcome, Tom. Good to see you again. Fantastic to see you too, Mark, and also welcome to the listeners. Absolutely. So our topic today, our, our will myth today, is everything I own will pass through my will. Now, this is a big fallacy, and uh, this is wrong on so many levels. To have that uh, to have that belief i mean there's a whole range of things that don't pass through will and many times when we're talking to people they might come in they might have a large amount of wealth and they say well i want all this to happen in my will can you make all this happen and we go well frankly my dear uh, none of this is going to go through your will uh, and this is uh, these are the areas tom that you might like to talk to the listeners about today Absolutely, Mark. And as you know, part of our due diligence investigation is to check ownership to make sure we do deal with, with uh, assets appropriately. I suppose the, the really simple one, and the first one up, is just how the house is owned. Um, and as you know, the, there's two ways as joint tenants, which means whoever dies first automatically leaves his or her share to the survivor, or tenants in common, typically half share each, which allows you to put that half interest through the will. And into a testamentary trust and if, potentially if you want to get serious about it. Absolutely. So, uh, well, I have seen cases where, particularly in a second relationship, this particular one where husband and wife bought a property together as joint tenants, the wife in this particular case funded the purchase price. The intention was that a half interest of that would go to her kids, but what actually happened, she passed away first and it all went to the husband. And the kids could do nothing about it? Could do nothing about it. So, okay. so checking the ownership of how you own houses or joint bank accounts and so on uh, is very critical. So Tom, what are the four main areas where assets um, won't go through your will necessarily? Right, so there's that joint tenancy one. The other one is superannuation. Uh, with superannuation, it can be, or well, the trustees of a super fund can decide where the benefits go. So it doesn't have to go to your will and therefore they could make a decision to leave it to family members or even a, a, a person that you've just commenced a relationship with and that would be quite contrary to the intention of the will. So that's number two. Number three is life insurance and you being a, an old lifey, you would know that the beneficiary of the policy is the actually who gets the proceeds. Um, so we need to be careful as to who's going to be the beneficiary. I ran across someone recently who'd um, divorced their wife and they'd left the ownership of their large, very large life insurance policy still in their ex-wife's name. So uh, that's a good one straight off the top to check. You don't think that was intentional, Mark? No. <laughs> I don't think it was in this case. I don't think there was any intention to leave it to their ex-wife at, at all. So, uh, so it's very important to, uh, certainly with the life insurance, to make sure you know who the beneficiaries are. And if you do go through a uh, matrimonial breakup, is uh, it's one of the things I put on the checklist straight away, Tom. <laughs> Good planning. Um, look, the other one, uh, the, like the first three are pretty common. Everyone, uh, uh, most people are likely to have some interest in a house, some superannuation and often life insurance. But the other one is where people have family trust. So they've, sure. they've got their business or they might have investments in a family trust and quite often they think, well, because it's my family trust, they're my assets. And in a sense they are, but technically they're owned by the family trust. 
So it's whoever you hand control of the trust to will be able to deal with those assets. And that's a very important part of your due diligence report, isn't it, is to understand who the uh, appointors of the trust are going to be if something happens to the current appointor of the trust, what does the will say in regard to the power that's, that's vested when they're, when they're deceased? Absolutely. And, and of course, the, there is a bit of a reverse sting in the tail to here too, because uh, you might say, well, look, I'm going to give control of that family trust that owns that residential investment property and that looks all fine and good on, on paper. But actually, when you check the balance sheet of the family trust, the trust owes the estate the equivalent value of the property. Well, yes, you've given them control of an, of a, an entity that owns the property, but it's encumbered to, the, to its value back to the, to the estate. So you actually haven't given them the house or control yeah. of the house. Okay. Again, due diligence, Mark. Due good diligence. one, due diligence, absolutely, and a good one to check. And, and in fact, when you, you think about it, Tom, we've, we've seen situations where uh, graziers, farmers have owned four or five different properties and all of them have been in joint tenancy and, uh, and effectively nothing would have passed. You know, by the time you add in a couple of insurance policies and a uh, little bit of super, everything in one case I remember particularly was outside of... Um, none of it was going to go through the uh, through the will and the greatest danger there too is that you know you're leaving all this wealth to a spouse be it male or female you're leaving it to a spouse and if that spouse remarries then you've got all sorts of trouble if they remarry someone who's already got children and, and you're bringing in outside people into an environment where the money was intended for the original children Yes, the uh, yes, the blended family, and I think that's probably a topic of another seven-minute wisdom. <laughs> Absolutely. So the things we talked about today were uh, certainly all things don't. But the, the myth is that not everything passes through the. Sorry, the, the myth is that things do pass through the will, and certainly if you've got any involvement in trusts, superannuation, life insurance, or any assets in joint tenancy. You really need to have a due diligence report on those to uh, find out exactly how they are going to pass when something happens to you. Couldn't agree more, Mark. Well done. Good on you, Tom. Good talking with you again today. Thanks, Mark.